Hi, my name is Cassidy, and I'm part of the DCC family. Thank you so much for listening to a Church in the City podcast. We hope that you enjoy this message and that it enriches and encourages you today, and that it serves toward fulfilling our mission of empowering a movement of passionate Jesus followers. There's men in this room that are fathers, even maybe at home. And God says, continue knowing my love because, man, fathers are awesome. Man, we, we need fathers to be involved spiritually in their homes. We need fathers to rise up. And Jeff, you're one of them. And, and man, you're soaring, and I can't be more proud of you. Amen. Amen. That was just for free. Now you can start my time. You started my time. That doesn't count. That was just loving my son. Okay, fine. I'll, t- I'll take it. So flesh versus spirit. And then, wow, we know there's a battle going on, right? And it says flesh versus spirit. My title was the spirit has won. So let's walk in the spirit. Think about this, man. The devil gets too much attention. Now there's a devil out there and he's out there. There's no doubt. And he's out to kill, steal, and destroy. And the Bible says he's a, he's a father of all lies and all his resources are lies. So I'm not saying there's not an enemy out there, but the enemy has been defeated Amen. in Christ. Enemy has been defeated, so um, we really, I'm going back to some of my, I was, when I was 18, that was 39 years ago, um, I was in the Marines, and we learned a lot of combat training and stuff, and how they studied, and, and a lot of times, a lot of, a lot of the um, generals and stuff, they would always study histories of, of their, their component, and they, of their enemy, or they would, under, they would go in and understand the histories and stuff, and, and then they always had strategies. I mean, if you're a chess player, I used to play chess, and, you know, and I never could sit there quietly and wait for hours. I hated it, so I had to get them little clocks, and so I, my games were five-minute games, so I was quick at moving quick, so guys were better to me, but I still one because I could think quick and move quick. But there's strategies. And I think as believers, we need to know that there's strategies, that there's a war going on, but it's not against Satan, against our own emotions. The flesh is warring against the spirit. Galatians 5, 16, 17 says, I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh or the brokenness of the flesh or the flesh perception of your life. And it says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. The, and these are contrary to one another, so you do not do the things that you wish. These are contrary. There's a battle going on. And if we can realize that there's a battle going on, we can realize the biggest battle. Because if it's, if, it's, if, it's if it's the devil beating us up, isn't he already defeated? And so... Let me read a couple of scriptures. I, lo- I got a lot of scriptures here just because I just love scripture. And I think that's what gets me standing ground. It's the word of God. It's the scriptures, you know, because my emotions will take me all over. My feelings will take me all over, you know, but it's the word of God that keeps me route, rooted and grounded in his word. It says this in Colossians 2.15, he says, Jesus, have this, this arm, principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them. He defeated Satan. He made a public spectacle of him. Satan is defeated. That's why he's, all he has is lies. All he has is lies. He's already lost. And you know how the Satan can get in? Let me read a couple more scriptures because I really want to know. I want us to know that the battle has been won by Jesus Christ. It says, what then should we say? This is Romans 8, 31. What then should we say in these things? If God's for us, who can be against us? If God's for us, who can be against us? Well, the enemy, he's, a, he's, a, he's out to get us. Yeah, but he lost already. We must believe that. 
He lost, he's defeated. The Bible says in Romans 8, 37, it says, yet in all these things, we were more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors because Jesus conquered. Jesus conquered. We're going to talk about something in a few minutes because I'm just going to read some of these scriptures. And this is Matthew 28, 18, 19. It says, and Jesus came and spoke to him saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. All authority has been given to Jesus and he's given it to us. And he says, go therefore. Where are we going? What are we doing? What has God called us to do? Every one of us has a destiny and calling for his kingdom. People say, Chris, you're called to business. I'm called to his kingdom as a husband, as a father, as a business leader or a ministry leader. I'm called as a son a child of the king. I've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm more than a conqueror because Jesus conquered. And it's time for me to line up with that truth. Amen? Time for all of us to line with that truth. And I'm telling you, the enemy enemy wants to lie to us. But how does he get in? If he's already defeated, how does he win in our lives? Where does he get in? Where does he call? It's when we begin, if we don't realize that the flesh is warning against the spirit. And if when we begin to just let our emotions, our frustrations, our, our circumstances over, overcome the truth of God. Think about this. Think about this. I've been going through something the last six weeks, actually. Um, you know, we had, and I, some of you say this, okay, I... I I, I, I'm excited about business, there's no doubt, but I'm excited about the people that are in business. I feel that's just, that's just another step of ministry, right, in business. I love it. There's 100 families, 105 families or 10 families that we have that, that I take it very seriously. These are families. These are people's lives. I take it serious. It's an honor. And because of it, I'm a man of God today because I'm running to God. I believe John 15 I think it's six. We can do nothing without him. Amen. I believe that. So I'm trusting God. Well, um, we had some great things the last three years, almost four years. We've just been breaking record breaking stuff. This year is our 25 year anniversary, um, record breaking sales. But because of supply chain issues and all that stuff, and, and we grew so fast, we really didn't build a good foundation of some processes. It's been a rough year for us. And I'm, I've been really bothered. And it's like, and I've been through some rough years, but, but I've been really bothered and, and bothered with myself, you know, as my leadership and stuff. And um, I kept saying, Lord, 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 Lord. And, and um, I said, Lord, I just need to get somebody. I need help to get, to get some people, help me to take this to another level and get this foundation. And God goes, you can do it. I called you to do it. And then um, I kind of went missing in action for the last few years of my business because I was just excited that we were succeeding for a long time. And I just went missing in action. And, and I gave my team, young team, too much. And, they, and I didn't disciple them. And that's what I called. And I just did. And then I got frustrated because it didn't work out. And I felt like a victim. Thank God for prophetic ministry. Where's Hannah? She's teaching. Hannah, Hannah Brittenau comes to me. She goes, I got a word, and I think I shared this before, but I'm saying it again because it's the defining moment for me. These words of life, when you get prophetic, grab hold of them and remember them. Jonathan gave me a word um, um, a while back. He goes, portion, portion. I'm standing on that word today, that there's portion in my business, even though I'm, I feel like I'm, it's, it's, it's been a, we're rebuilding it you know, and rebuilding foundation. But she goes, you're not a victim, Chris. And she raised her, she goes, you're not a victim. You're not a victim. 
You're a mighty man of God. You're not a victim. You're not a victim. You're a mighty man of God. Wow. How many people here today at home are here to feel like a victim? You're not a victim. You're a mighty man or woman of God. Your circumstances might stink. They might hurt. They might be painful. But you're not a victim because Jesus paid for that. And if we can realize there's a battle going in our own souls of what we think about ourselves and what we do. Man, I, and I am so on fire for God. I've been, and, and, and my wife said this. Now, you guys know some of our testimony. Lisa had a, Lisa had, um, I get two weeks on this, so I don't have to finish everything today, thank God, <laughs> because I don't think I can. But Lisa and me went through a lot of stuff. But Lisa was going to leave me. I don't want to go through the whole thing. But God told her not to leave me and gave her a vision and showed her some detailed things. You know what my wife said to me a couple weeks ago? She goes, I'm starting to see that man come out of you. I'm starting to see that man coming out of you. The man that she's seen 32 years ago when she was going to leave me. I'm starting to see that man coming out of you. During my worst times, during my worst times when I'm failing and I feel like mud and I feel like I'm a loser and I'm no good, but I chose to do something. I chose not to respond to my flesh. I chose not to believe my emotions. And I said, Jesus, you're all I have. You're all I have. You're all I need. You're all I want. And guys, I'm being transformed. Watch me. Watch me every week for the next year. I'm going to be changing from glory to glory. And I want to ask you to come and join. Let's start a revival. Let's start today and let God start changing the way you think about yourself, what you think about your circumstances, what you think about your destiny, because your destiny is all is in Christ's hands, and it's all victory. That doesn't mean there's not going to be pain. That doesn't mean there's not going to be hurt. That does not mean there's going to be trials. They're going to be there, but we must understand that. It's time for us to wake up, church, and deal with ourselves. So this second part of this message, as well as next week, please love me. We're going to talk about ourselves, what we can do to line up with the victory that we have in Christ, what we can determine, is this God or is this flesh? Is this spirit or flesh? What's going on? Are my emotions running around? Am I starting to believe a lie? Am I starting to behave something? This is where it comes because we don't want that responsibility. When you hear responsibility, you hear accountability, you hear obedience, we all, oh man, we don't like it because some of us have been abused by religion. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking things that we have to do to earn God's love or try to become his son and daughter. We are, by the grace of God, we can't earn God's love. But there's things we can start doing. We can start calling truth, truth. We can start dealing with our own emotions, our own flesh, because they're warring every day. They're contrary to each other. I'm going to segue just for a sec. Anybody who gets up here, because I know everybody in the leadership team and who's preaching, we don't always say everything perfect, and we don't always do it, but know our hearts. I'm not up here because I get paid. I'm up here because it's an honor. It's honestly because I love you, and I want you to experience anything that I'm hearing from God or I'm experiencing. I want you to get a hold of something that I got a hold of. Me and Lisa, we, are bro we were broken people when we found Jesus. He took our marriage and restored it. Who's been touched by Chris and Lisa because of, in your marriage or in your family? Who's been touched by us? 
Because we chose to follow the living God. And I'm saying, guys, we don't have all the answers. So do not get mad at me. Do not get mad at me. Do not get frustrated because I'm, I'm holding us accountable. I'm teaching us to look with inside. Please, we're just doing the best we can up here. You know, we're not trying to make anybody feel bad. We're not trying to make anybody get discouraged or frustrated. We're trying to empower you and strengthen you and get you thinking differently. A man thinking his heart so easy. And I'm telling you, there's people that in this place, including myself, thinking like we're victims, thinking that we're hopeless, thinking that we're doomed, thinking. So let me tell you, I just told you a little bit about what I'm going through for six weeks. So I have a brother. My, my parents are both married twice. So I have a blended family. We have 10 brothers and sisters. A few have already passed away. So my brother, um, my brother, one of my bro- brothers, um, he's just, just been walked a difficult life. I mean, he's been addicted his whole life and, you know, and many different things and stuff. And he, he almost died as an alcoholic. They said he had about three, you know, two or three months to live if he didn't quit drinking. So he quit drinking and, 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 and he's in his 60s. So I think 66 or start. So he did, the last two years he quit drinking, never could do it. He did it. He's trying, you know, but I, 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 um, I remember he used to work with me and I remember he told me when he found Jesus, he cried out, and during his work time, he goes, he was at work, he worked in a scrapyard, and he says, pouring down rain, he goes, and I fell on my knees, Chris. He goes, I fell right on my knees, and he's real rough, so um, um, his language or whatever. He's just telling me, but he's so on fire, he goes, I fell on my knees, Chris, and I just, the rain was falling, and I said, Jesus, I give you my heart, I want all of you. He goes, he goes and he goes, man, Jesus came in me, I'm telling you, I ain't bleep, 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 I'm so bleep, bleep, happy, God, so bleep, 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 and then my bleeps or whatever, and, my, and, and at first I'm like, well, and God goes, aren't you excited? I'm like, yes, Lord. Well, he, he struggled, he struggled, so... I find, I find out that he has cancer. He had cancer in his throat, esophagus cancer. Now they found out it's on his, his intestines and his lip notes, and he has a big growth on his head. So he calls me up. Chris, I need to talk to you. He goes, and he worked with us, and he, he through some of his addiction, he's, he, he, he spent over thousands of dollars on my credit card. And, I just, and then, he, then when he quit, he, I just released him. I forgave him. At the time, I forgave him. It's been bothering for was it 15 years now? It's been bothering him. He goes, I've been seeking God like never before. And God says, get my life right with people that I have hurt and I've wounded through all my problems. He goes, will you forgive me, my brother? I've forgiven you a long time ago, I said, Mitch. So I get a text in church. I want to talk about trials. I'm, I'm whining about me failing my business a little bit and trying to rebuild. I get a text from church on Sunday, last Sunday. Say, hey, we're going to be meeting at the park. Just come by, come by and, and, and Mitch is going to be there. And we, he's got all his kids from up north. And we got, we're doing a little fi, a real last-minute family thing. Would you want to come? So I came. And I couldn't stay late because I, I had a meeting at 2 o'clock. But, and it wasn't a golf meeting. It was something else. Because <laughs> so, um, we do have those too. But um, anyways, I come in there. And, and we're talking. And we're all doing it. And he goes, Chris, I need to talk to you. And um, he's walking me back to my car. And he goes... Chris, will you preach at my funeral? Will you preach at my funeral? Because I don't, no, I don't want nobody knows me like you do. And you know that, I'm a man, I, that I gave my life to Jesus. Will you preach at my funeral? You want to talk about pain and hurt? And I'm so upset about myself. Let's get real. Whatever you're going through, someone went through worse. Some went through worse. And I just started crying. I said, dude. Of course I would. I'm like, wow. And Lisa goes, we're still praying. So we laid hands and we're speaking to that cancer and we're still praying. We're believing no matter what happens. And I will preach at his funeral if I have to. 
But think about that. Think about that. And I've been such a victim. I've been wavering back and forth because my flesh has took over, because my emotions are high, my circumstances are tough, and I forgot to look at Jesus. Now my brother knows he's coming to his end. He goes, and I know I'm going to be Jesus. Now he wants his family to get saved. Now he wants people. Now he's getting awake. Now he's becoming alive, and, 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 which this could be months. Wow. Yet some of us are fighting our own battles, stuck, mad at everybody, wondering what's going on. Why? Where's God? This is going to be tough, guys. Do not get offended. You can hear, you, you can, God loves you, but stop being mad at God. Stop blaming God. Would you do that? Can we just do that? Can we stop that? No, nobody wants to hear that, but I'm saying if you're mad at me, show me in the scripture where it's okay to be mad at God. And if, you, if you're mad at God, God will love you, but I'm telling you right now, you just don't know God, and I want to help you know God more. So I can't be mad at God because he is glorious and he is awesome. And all I can do is reverence him and fear him, which means honor him in his presence. Who felt his presence today? How can we get mad at a perfect God unless we don't know him? Unless we're letting our emotions and our, and our, and our, and our, our, our pain overcome the goodness of our God. This is what's happening. The battle's between our ears. It's what we think, what we believe. If it's contrary to God's word, then it's contrary to truth. It's the truth that sets you free. And I want to challenge this. Who's going to fight the good fight of faith and start telling our emotions and our flesh go and, and, and say, well, you're not going to have weight. God's word's going to have weight. He's good, even in our pain. God, I listened to a podcast, and I usually don't say it. I have to say it. Bill Johnson lost his wife for how many years? 40-some. This man preached. Go listen to that podcast. I cried. He cried. He cried. And he's hurting. And he's lost his best friend. He's crying. He's hurting. But he would never change the word of God. He would never change the goodness of God. And he goes, you know what? I don't, I don't, God don't work for me. I don't have to question him. He said, would, he challenged the people in his church. And I challenged us today. Will we quit blaming God? Will we, will we, will we be, is it okay not to question God? Just trust him at his word? And maybe question ourselves. Maybe say, why am I believing this? Why am I doing that? Well, don't get mad at me, please. Don't get mad at me. But you question yourself. I don't want to, I know this sounds good, but here's what I tell myself. How dare you think you're going to talk to God that way? How? That's what I'm telling myself. You can do what you want. I'm telling myself, how dare am I going to start iron with God and fussing with God? Now, someone say, well, he still loves you. Of course he does. But why don't I start fearing him and allow him to show me his goodness like never before? I'm experiencing God like I never experienced him before. And guess what? And every one of you and everybody around me is going to be, life's going to be changed because the glory of God's in me is going to flow through me. I'm not sitting on this good news. I'm not hiding it under a bushel basket. I'm going to shine the light. I'm going to say Jesus is alive and he loves you and he's after you. And God's good all the time, every time, all the time, every time. So if you're going through some rough times, let's not point to God. Let's point to the enemy. Let's point to the circumstances. And let's find out what God's word and promises says about that. Let's find out what God's word and God's promises says about that. And let's stand. Anybody read Hebrews about the heroes of faith? He saw, some of them died. They were murdered. They were martyred. Never seen the glory that we get to see. But there's a cloud of witnesses. What God has done. 
God is good. Say it. God is good all the time. Say it out loud. Make yourself say it. Yes. Yeah, but Chris, you don't understand what I'm going through. I don't, but God does. And he's good all the time. Let's just draw that line in the sand today. If anything you get today, whether at home or here, is that God is good all the time. We're not going to debate with God. We're not going to, you say you can question God. You can question God, but I challenge you to question God how he can change you and how he can help you walk through that. Not question him at his word. Don't question him in his heart. He's good. He's proved it. He gave himself for us. These songs were amazing. Worship was amazing today. God, you set me up. You set me up because you love me. And you knew I was going to have a tough word. It's a tough word telling people, take responsibility. Because people get mad at you. I get judged all the time. And some of it's probably deserving. I get, re- I get rejected. I get, do- I, you know what though? I will. If that's the worst it goes, how about Paul, who's been beaten, beaten with rods? You know when he beat with rods, when Paul was beaten with rods, they beat his feet. They hung him by his feet. Um, Rick Renner is a great Bible teacher. He taught that. They beat with his feet, and, they, and, they, and think about it. That's how he got around. So now they beat his feet, so he's trying to go around. He's been stoned. He's been beaten with whips. He counts it all joy. But someone says something to us, and we're already mad. Someone didn't say hi to us. Someone did. We're mad, and we stop moving forward. You don't think that's flesh fighting the spirit? You don't think? It's time to rise up and start a revival. You know what God says? God says, me, we're going to see. We're going to see miracles. Are you chasing miracles? No, I'm chasing God, but in God, there's miracles. There's freedom in God. I'm telling you, God's taking us to another level if we'll follow him. And you know what's my biggest problem is me. And I would challenge you, your biggest problem could be you. Now, you notice I said could, so don't get mad at me. I'm asking you to ask God. Because if I say it, it'll make you mad. If God says it, hopefully it won't make you mad. Because we already know he's perfect, and we're not going to get mad at God anymore because it's a waste of our time. It's wasted energy to get mad at a perfect God, a God who loves us, a God gave all for us. The Bible says that we're written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. Think about that. I am so encouraged about us experiencing God. And God told me this. He goes, so my people walk in transformation and know me like never before. That's where they'll see my glory. Who's going to see it? There's people seeing people not get healed, so they want to take healing right out of the Gospels. We cannot change the gospel because of our circumstances. We cannot change God's word because of our circumstances or situations or because we didn't see it. The Bible says God's word, God said this, he wished all men would be saved. We know all men are not saved. I told the story when I prayed for my mom um, um, for cancer and she died, but I'm still praying for people and I will see, I will see the glory of God because I'm going to trust in him. Amen. We have testimony here in this church what God has done as as people have believed. And we've seen some sad things in this church. But we're not done. God's not done. Who wants to join this journey with me? To say, man, where's the revival starts? It starts between your ears. Because I say it starts with your heart. I think a lot of our hearts are right. We really want to do what God has for us. We really want to go to that distance. We really want to do what God's called us to do. But our minds get tormented and getting sidetracked. And our emotions and our circumstances, situations... What if I told you that you will, you, the Jesus never promised to be trial-free or test-free? You're going to have them. 
But you can experience God in that. Think about that. Um, I heard this. That wasn't mine. But though you walk through the shadow of the valley of death, when you're walking that and you're in that deep valley, you can experience God like never before. And nobody can take that love. I was at this um, men's breakfast because um, I'm, I'm at my friend's church, one that we're going to be at Friday night. And we had a bunch of men. You know what they did for me? They, they go, can we just pray? Even because I encouraged them and just like I do. And they go, we want to pray for you. So I had, uh, they're about eight, eight, eight guys. I don't even know these guys. I know my pastor friend, Mike. They all laid hands on me and prayed for me, spoke over me. What a refreshing thing. Guys, I don't even know. Just because I chose to show up. How about if we show up? Ooh, spin on myself. I guess if we chose to show up more, I guess we can experience God more. It was really good. But I was sharing a testimony, and then one of the guys said, Chris, you're so transparent and vulnerable. That's, ama- that's amazing. I-, I haven't seen that. I said, you know why I am? Because I know I'm a son. I have nothing to prove, nothing to hide, nothing to gain. I- that- that's Kevin's stuff, but I just <laughs> borrowing it. But serious, we have nothing to... We- I, said, I said, I'm a son, so I don't mind telling my mistakes. I just want to get up here and share that I've been acting like a victim. Any of you guys been acting like a victim in the last month? Feeling sorry for yourself? Just me. See, don't get mad about that. Get glad. Get it. You're right. I have been acting like, I've been really off, and I've been, you know, in my own strength. Well, then repent. That's the goodness of God. It says goodness and kindness lead to repentance. So I'm going, because this has been a long service already, I'm going to pick these up. But next week, do not miss, because this is where that we really get to the meat of it. But I want to share these three things that keeps us walking in the Spirit. Stay humble before the Lord. But... What's the opposite of that? Being in pride in your, in your own strength, being wise in your own eyes. Think about that. Being wise in your own eyes. What, you being wise in your own eyes? You're, you think you're going to figure this out? You're going to do it your way instead of God's way? It won't work. Jesus promised that you can do nothing without him. So stop. Another one we're going to talk about next week is, um, another thing that keeps us staying in spirit is a strong pursuit of God. Or the Lord, pursuing God. I'm pursuing God. I want God. You know, and this is where works get thrown out the window, right? I'm not reading my Bible because it's my Christian duty. I'm not praying to God because it's probably what I should do as a, as a leader in ministry. I'm seeking God in his word because I want to know more. I want that come alive in my heart. I'm seeking God because I'm praying to him and worshiping him. I was crying the whole time. Anybody else was crying today in worship because of the glory of God? I mean, yeah, man, what if that just became, we could just do that at home, right? They're having a rough day. You just stop. I do it at work sometimes. Ask Kevin. I just play music. I'm just going to stop. We made that decision as an elder meeting that we all felt that we weren't going to do this. We were, I was so blessed that we're in unity and we're all one accord. That was so powerful. We just stop. I go, stop. Let's just stop. Worship God. Let's just worship God right now. I'm telling you, do, even doing church ministry, it's tough. Doing life is tough. But we can do it with God. We need to be pursuing his heart and get to know his heart like never before. But what, what, what comes the opposite of that if we're fighting with flesh and spirit? Complacency. We can become complacency. We can get stuck. Well, I'm not going to that church anymore. They rub my, I'm, I'm, I'm out now. Or I'm not going to do that. Or we're going to seek man's counsel. I got problems. So now we're going to go build our armies up. And we're going to say, you could, hey, 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 Ben, did you hear what Jeff said about me? You know, did you, did you know that? And we said, what, what, stop, stop, it's flesh. Go to before the Lord first. If you got a problem, go to God first, first seek the kingdom. And then if you get counsel, because there is good counsel out there. I, 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 you hear me talk about community all the time, but I'm not going to base on what my, someone says if it doesn't line up with God's word and God's promises. 
And the third thing we're going to talk about next week is trust in the Lord always. Trust in God always. We just talked about that. He's good all the time. He's good all the time. I believe that trusting God is like anything else. You practice that. You learn that. And you, stay in, you keep trusting God. It's not a, it's not a process. It's I'm going to trust God. Abraham had to trust God. Great thing. He had to trust God. But Kevin's right. He goes, me and the boy will be back. He, and that's where he came. God, the Lord will provide. We're going to trust God. But what's the opposite of trusting God? Doubt and unbelief. And I'm going to talk about that next week. How often we start getting down in belief and all of a sudden fear and anxiety start rising up. We start behaving a certain way. We start reacting a certain way and all that because we're not trusting in God. But that's the, that, but you know, I, I, you heard me say this before. Oh, this trust God, brother. Trust God. Trust God. What do you mean? But that's what you need to do is trust God. But you got to know God. So if you're pursuing him, you'll know him. If you're seeking him, you know him. If you keep yourself humbled, you're not God. He is. So don't question him. Just trust him. Amen? So these are things that we're going to talk about next week, and I'm so excited. But I want you to join me in this revival and this excitement that I'm after change, and it starts with me. That's all I have responsibility is me. I'm not here to fix you, Jamin. I'm here to fix myself. I'm going to love you, brother. We're going to walk this journey out together. Work on yourself. What's areas of your life that you're not seeing correctly? What areas of your life that's causing you to get complacent or, or struggle or fence or fear? Or what areas that you just feel stuck in? Those are the areas pursue God. We should be leaving today like, man, that's a good word because I'm looking within. Not like, man, he's kind of, he, he, he's kind of talking about works. No, I'm talking about transformation. I'm talking about choices that we make because we choose to do it God's way. Amen. Amen? I have to go because I'm already a couple minutes off, so Ben can come back up. I want to pray for us. But I'm saying, guys, would you join me in this? What is God speaking to us to change ourselves, to believe him? Amen? Amen. I'm telling you right now, there's things that God has. I'm going to share next week about it. And I'm so stirred up. I'm so stirred up about what God's doing in me and through me, and I'm starting to dream again. When's the last time you dreamed? There's some of us been so wounded and so hurt and so stuck. We haven't dreamed. We haven't believed God for anything. Dream, dream, dream. There's a song that Brandon Lake says. He says, don't give up on me. It's a prophetic song that God speaks to us. He goes, don't give up on me. Don't give up on me. Don't give up on your good God. Don't give up on the goodness of God. Don't give up. Don't get weary of doing good. Run after him. Trust him. Rely on him. He is good. He is good. He is good. All the time. Amen. Let's pray. Stand up. And I'm just trying to pray. Father, we love you. And we humble ourselves before you. And we thank you. You are good. You are good to the core. And you're always good. And we're beloved. And we belong to you. So have your way with us. And I pray for every man, woman, and child in this place at home. And I just pray for revival. I pray for your loving grace. To just show us in areas that we have been believing wrong, areas that we've been trusting wrong, areas that we've been having wrong. Have your way with us. We, we thank you for your freedom. We thank you for your strength. We thank you for your love, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Church in the City podcast. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star review wherever you are listening to the podcast and share this episode with a friend as we are fulfilling our mission of empowering a movement of passionate Jesus followers. Thank you again and see you Wednesday for our midweek podcast.